Welcome to Career Chat, where we discuss career stories to help you find a career that's right for you. I'm your host, Andrea LeBaron, and it's my goal to get you excited about a career. And today I am so thrilled to have Jeremy Jackson with me. Jeremy is a founding partner of the award-winning company Jackson and Leroy, which um, is a home builder and remodeling construction business. Is that how you would say it, Jeremy? That's perfect. Okay, (laughs) great. Well, we are so happy to have you here. And um, I spent some time looking at your website and loved looking at all of the beautiful, truly beautiful homes that you have remodeled. They are incredible. And I would just refer everyone to your website, which is jacksonandleroy.com and also on Instagram, jacksonandleroy.com to take a look at some of these really amazing homes. Congratulations. They are truly beautiful. Well, well, thank you. You're very nice. And uh, it's an honor to be on with you and, and talking with you a little bit about careers. Thank you. I appreciate that. So um, before we get started, would you mind just introducing yourself to our listeners just um, a little bit about maybe where you're from, um, where you grew up and, and a little bit about your family now? Yeah, sure. So currently living in Salt Lake City, Utah, and uh, grew up here uh, for most of uh, my childhood, spent a little time in Arizona uh, growing up, Uh, moved here, uh, basically back here in junior high and uh, went to Olympus High School, if anyone's familiar with that here in Utah. And Uh, after high school, I served an LDS mission in Italy, southern Italy, for two years, and uh, got home from my mission, uh, started studying, and we may get into this a little bit more later on, but started studying at the University of Utah. I uh, was seeking a degree in architecture, and uh, loved that, loved design and, and architecture, and, and uh didn't really find my niche there. And so I, I did learn about a different degree called construction management. Uh, and I, uh, because the University of Utah did not have that, offer that degree, I transferred down to, to BYU, Brigham Young University. And, and that's where I, I studied and finished up my degree in uh, construction management. And uh, so living uh, back in Salt Lake City and uh, been married for just over 22 years to my high school sweetheart, Joni. And we have three kids uh, uh, ranging in age from 16 down to 12. So uh, two girls and a boy. And And they are really great too. (laughs) Your family is wonderful. I love knowing them. And, and um, I, you mentioned to me briefly another time when we were talking that your path was a little bit different. So I'm really excited to hear more about how you were studying architecture, but then you switched yeah. to construction management. Yeah. Cause I think that is great. Before we do that though, um, how would you in your own words, characterize your business? Is it mostly remodeling or is it also new home construction? Yeah. So we, we started <clears throat> in, in a niche that served mostly remodeling type projects. So uh, renovations, uh, home additions and remodeling. Uh, And that was in 2005. 
And that was kind of part of our business plan was to specialize in that type of work. And, and as we grew and other opportunities came up, uh, we've gravitated into also doing a lot of new home construction. And it varies depending a little bit on the economy, what type of mm-hmm. project we're doing most of. Right now, with the economy and the housing market in Utah being very strong, we are much yes. more heavy on the new home construction side of our projects than we are in our renovations and remodeling. And so we're probably more like 70% new homes and 30% uh, renovations. And that changes as economies and demand go down. Uh, Real estate marketism is hot. People tend to do more on their existing homes. It's interesting. It's a crazy time right now too with uh, the COVID um, pandemic. Yes, I was going to ask you how COVID has affected your yeah, work. And it, and we could get into that. Uh, I it's it's okay. been just a, I don't know. We were worried when it first happened. You know what what's going to happen to our business? And mm-hmm. will we be busy? And will people want us to you know build homes yeah. and and renovate and remodel? Sure. And and it's been an interesting thing to watch that we've really just been busier than ever with with wow. uh, this uh, pandemic happening. And I think maybe there's been a increased concentration of people's desire to have a, a home that they enjoy and can spend time in. And, and with people spending more and more time in their homes, I think they have more time to yes. realize that they'd like to maybe change their space around. Also, we've seen right. a great increase of people coming from out of state. A lot of people uh-huh. from California some from Chicago that have had projects in the works that have sped up their timelines because of this uh, feeling like mm. they want to get to, into a state that has, I'm sorry, sounds like there's a fire truck going by. This is a real <laughs> podcast. That's right. It's the real deal. This is, this not, is real, this is real life. life. Uh, hopefully That's they're right. okay. Um, sorry about, sorry yes. about that. Um, no problem. And uh, so they've wanted to speed up their timelines because they wanted to get out of those states, maybe where the climate isn't as, you know, open and they've been on lockdown and they're hoping to get somewhere. Mm -hmm. It's maybe a little, I I wouldn't say lenient, but just maybe less, uh, you know, uptight isn't the right word either, but just the restrictions aren't as strict, you know, in Utah. A little more open. Yeah. Because of where we're at. So that has really, Yeah that's really impacted your work. So you're, you're as busy now as you've ever been. It sounds like. Yes. I would say that for sure. It's just, and I think part of it too, is just the Utah real estate market. A lot of people are moving here Mm -hmm. just because Utah is a great state to be in right now. There's a lot of great businesses here and a lot of jobs. And so people are coming from all over. So I think that's, uh, you know, for sure part of it too. Definitely. So let's um, go back to how you switched from architecture into construction management. And I'm curious about it because um, I'd love to know, like, if those two areas kind of cross over and that was a natural shift or if you really had to seek that out and, and make that change. Yeah. So looking looking back on it, when I when I was on my mission, I knew 
I knew that I wanted to do something in the industry of construction. And I, and okay. I, I, and in my mind, uh, I felt like, and I didn't know architecture for sure, but when I thought about being a professional in the construction industry, I think mm-hmm. that the only thing I could think of or knew about was, well, if you want to be a professional and have a, a good job you, in that industry, you need to be an architect. It's kind of what I, what I thought, right. you know, at that sure. time. And so when I got back from my, my mission, I started, <clears throat> I sought out a job. I, I talked with the, someone I knew in my neighborhood who was a general contractor and started working for him kind of went over and said, Hey, I'd love a job. I, I want to get into building. I don't really know what I want to do, but uh, love to get some mm-hmm. experience. And so I just started uh, working with him and was the, the grunt guy of the business and tearing out things and ripping down things. And I'd come home just covered in dust and dirt and <laughs> mud and just, yeah. I'm then sure. do it again the next day, you know, over and over again. And right. Eventually, so I worked with, with him for a, for a long time. Maybe this is deeper than your question was I'm getting into here. No, this is good. But uh, worked with him for all through college. That's kind of the way I paid my way through college, got some other scholarships. But I, I did work for him and eventually started doing more of the uh, put things back together role than just uh, the, mm-hmm. the guy that was taking things apart. So got in, the demo. Yeah, got into more of the finished carpentry. That became kind of my specialty, I would say, that I love to do. And, and you know, carpentry, trim carpentry, you know, baseboards, casings, crown moldings, that kind of thing. Love yeah. doing that. And so while I was working there, I, I started uh, schooling at, at the University of Utah and s- thought, what, what could I study? What would be a good you know, thing that translates into the building industry. And, and really the only thing I could find there was architecture. I mean, architecture. there was general like business and, you know, finance mm-hmm. or accounting or, or things like that. But I, I didn't feel like I wanted to just get a business degree. I wanted something that was in the industry of construction. And so thought that, and there were, started doing the design classes and I, I, it was okay. And I started learning more about architects and like the process of how you become an architect. And I just kind of started to feel less like what I wanted to do, you know, mm-hmm. and I felt like oh, I'm just going to be stuck in this back office, just drafting up plans forever. You right. Know? And I, right. Which may be great for someone, but for me, I felt like I want to be in there. I want to be doing the projects and creating. And, and so I was a little bit not sure. I didn't know how to do that or what degree I should do. And so interesting is my mom was just, I don't know how she found it or what happened, but I guess all good moms are watching out for their <laughs> kids and they just know what's best for them, even though their kids yeah. don't know that yet until they're older right? and they right. can look back and realize. <laughs> and so she said, Hey, Hey, Jer, I think this, I've heard about this construction management degree that this might be like a good degree. And, and I was married at the time. I thought, I, I, no, mom, you're crazy. Like, and so I really didn't even pursue it when she first talked to me about it. I thought, no, I got to do architecture. Mm -hmm. And then I think she brought it up again and I was like, okay, I guess I'll, I guess I'll check that out. So the university of Utah doesn't have a program. And so I, called down to BYU and 
made an appointment, went down and I met with the director of the construction management uh, program down there, Jay Christofferson, mm-hmm. which is one of the greatest guys you'll ever meet. And looking back on it, I think, man, that was so cool of him, you know, just this kid. Yeah. Like, and he's like the director of the program, right? And and he and I didn't know that at yeah. the time. I yeah. But he spent the time and sat down with me and talked about the construction management program and what it was and what they did. And I just remember like leaving that meeting thinking, like, oh, I like found it, you know, like this is what so I wanted excited. to, you know, for sure. I'm doing yeah. this. Like I'm transferring down here, I'm doing it, I'm getting in and I'm gonna do it. Like. I've been waiting for this. And it was kind of like this aha moment for me, like that I finally kind of found what I wanted to do and what I wanted to pursue, which was, which was really cool. So um, that's great. Um, which is did you interesting before that, you know, you're, I, I've always felt like going through college, like I wish I would have known in the beginning what I wanted to do. I'm glad I had that aha yeah. moment later. And I think it takes huh. some seeking a little bit, right? Most people going to college, yep. maybe not knowing what they want to do. And it was kind of right. neat to be able to finally kind of arrive at that. Did you feel like you had so much, so much invested in architecture that making the switch was going to be hard? Yeah, I did. I lost a little bit of probably some credits and I probably had a lot of hours not a lot. Mm-hmm. That's probably not the right word, but mm-hmm. many hours that I had taken classes that didn't transfer that were duplicates or things I had to take over. That mm-hmm. But there were a lot that did transfer over. And I think I caught mm-hmm. it soon enough that I wasn't as deep into architecture. So it wasn't a soup. It wasn't really difficult. I mean, for sure worth right. it. And it wasn't ever a question for me. Like, oh, this yeah. is hard. Should I just finish architecture? I had just sure. kind of been ready to apply into the architecture program at the U. So I basically was through my general education is where I was at. So, Oh, that's a nice yeah, point. Yeah. It was a, it was a, it, it was a good time because I was just like going to apply yeah. into the professional program of architecture and, and when this all kind of happened. So yeah, it was great timing. Uh, that is that. great. So, so a couple of things I love from that story is that when you got home from your mission, you weren't sure, but you knew you wanted to do something in that field and you sought somebody out who could give you a job yeah. right away. So you got some hands-on experience, which I think is really helpful for people wanting to do anything, right? Is totally. looking for some experience in that field. Yeah. And then I love that you sought out the director of the um, construction management um, department because I feel like people at the top can be real mentors to people that are trying to get in. And it sounds like he was a really awesome mentor for you. Even in a brief conversation, he was able to give you that aha moment of this is what I want. And I'm involved and it's interesting. I'm involved with the construction management program now, like professionally kind of as an advisor. Oh, really? And I, and so I, I might, friends with jay christopherson i feel like now who which we have like this and i don't i hope he he probably has this with a lot of students right former students that go on but i i for me it feels like a special relationship you know that we do talk regularly i see him regularly and it's kind of a cool kind of when i see him i remember back to that time of like just meeting with him and how cool he was to me not knowing who i was or 
you know, so. Exactly. Anyways. And I'm sure they're happy to have you involved in the program. That's yeah. great that you're giving back like that. So can you give us a, a feel for what your typical day is like? Yeah. I, uh, so I mostly, so with my business partner, Brandon, um, we've split up roles a little bit in our company and uh, that's, mm-hmm. wasn't always the case, but that's the way we're doing things now because we think it's better to specialize and uh, be great at a few things rather than not great at a lot of things. And so, um, sure. I am mostly in charge of the construction production part of the company. And so okay. uh, my typical day is, um, meeting with, um, and communicating about, um, the projects that we have under, under construction currently. And so I do a lot of meetings with clients, uh, on the project. We're always meeting with clients every week. And so I'll be mm. there. I'm not the main, uh, facilitator of the meeting, but I'm, I try to be there just as a backup and a presence as the owner of the company. Uh, to help the project managers that we have uh, run the projects. And so usually I, I would have possibly one or two of those throughout the day. And it's pretty scheduled okay. out. Uh, if yes. I'm not doing that, I'm usually meeting with or consulting or helping out some of the other project managers on questions they have about construction techniques or how things go together or you know, budgeting and working on the financial side of the project and how those all come together and the scheduling. So okay, a um, lot of interaction with clients and uh, our project managers and our financial manager on keeping the project moving and uh, making sure it's being built correctly and on time. Mm-hmm. So. so those are probably two of the biggest things that you worry about in a project is the the budget the time yeah and having it done correctly right yeah those are the three and we talk about that in construction is just craftsmanship the schedule and the budget those are kind of the three kind of legs of the stool that we talk about uh, that are Mm, important items Um, and we usually actually tell people we can concentrate on two of these uh, for sure the third one mm-hmm. uh, becomes uh, um, relies on the other two, right? So mm. if you are mostly concerned about the schedule and craftsmanship of the project, then budgeting side is more difficult, right? Because you're pushing mm-hmm. harder and you're and it's you're taking less time to get multiple bids, possibly, et cetera. And so, mm-hmm. anyways little insight there probably not the topic that's for great. this podcast but uh. no no that's good and and I'm actually going to ask you a question about that in a minute um do you can you tell us maybe what you enjoy most about your work or maybe some of your favorite projects yeah. so for me I love the well maybe a couple of things but the satisfaction and the ability to take something from <clears throat> Of you know the first meeting with a client, helping them put together the plans and design. Even though we do partner with architects and designers, we're not doing that in house. 
but being mm-hmm. there along the way with them to create the plans and helping with that. And then being able to actually see it um, created kind of before your eyes is a really yes. satisfying and, and fun part about uh, my job that I love. I love to see that product take shape. And the second part of that would be, I love the relationships that are created through that process. So, you know, helping and, and holding people's hands through that creates a lot of opportunity to just create a strong relationship. And so there are stressful times, of course, and times where maybe mm-hmm. things aren't going quite as you know, smoothly as they should. And, and we work through those, but I love that relationship part of my job. Also, not just with the clients, but also with the team that we have at Jackson and Leroy. That's great. Um, I saw on your website, you said in your mission statement, we believe the best experience is the one that allows the extraordinary to emerge. And from what I saw of those houses, they, they truly are extraordinary. They're really amazing. And Um, to get that takes a process, right? It takes some collaboration and a lot of, you know, team members to make it happen, not just Jackson Lear, but, you know, architects, designers, and the homeowner is a vital part of that team to allow the extraordinary to emerge. So, yeah. So because you are so successful and have won some awards and, and had a lot of, um, even featured in a lot of style magazines and really some cool things that you can check out on the website, I'm wondering, is there something about your firm that is that you would say separates you or makes you different than other firms out there? Well, I don't know. When I when I look in, I think, well, there's nothing really that special about me or you know what what we're doing, and um, maybe the thing that would may sound simple, but uh, it's just we really care, and mm-hmm. we always want to make things right, uh, you know, and so, and, and do the right thing. And so that, and follow through, I guess is, you know, those things. So I don't know if those are probably sound pretty simple. And I don't think that there's like, I have this great answer of we do this thing and it, it, it's made all the difference. You know, I think Mm -hmm. it's just right. Doing the right thing for, uh, you know, our clients, for our, people that are on our team and for the relationship and uh usually that has been the recipe for success for us i mean there are many other things but i it's i I think just just you know doing the right thing yeah i don't have i don't have a great answer yeah no that's good and i'm sure that really does make a difference um would you be able to identify something that you would consider your biggest challenge or one of the biggest challenges that you face yeah, either day to day or like on a project in general? Yeah. And this may be more general than what you're hoping for or looking for in this question, but I'd say in starting a business, uh, I think the mentality and the worry is that you will not have enough um, cash flow or enough business to succeed. I think business owners are always worried about that. And, and how, you know, will this, yes. will we make it? And how can we 
make it to the next payroll and, and, you know, that, that fear. And I think our biggest challenge has actually been, and and I don't want this to sound the wrong way, but I, it's been the opposite of that. And I think this can be a huge challenge for business owners too. And And it probably is our biggest challenge is being able to manage the amount of work that there is. And so almost being Mm -hmm. too busy has been a bigger, Mm -hmm. probably our biggest challenge and knowing how to Mm. manage that growth properly so that we don't die from, you know, I've heard it said not starvation, but indigestion. Right. So we're like overly, overly busy and knowing how to manage that um, with, with the work that's, that's out there. And so that's a huge challenge for us day to day. Uh, We're a lot of times our own worst enemies on, on projects with like, Hey, we have the plumber that needs to be here, but he's actually at this other, other project project. of ours. Right. And so like, no, we need you here, but (laughs) yes, we also need you there. Yeah. Being able to, to manage that. And, and of course that maybe sounds not very cool. Like I'm, yeah, but that's the biggest challenge that we, we have is, is managing that that growth okay, and, that's and being great. able that's... to handle the work and know knowing what projects to say yes to and what maybe projects we shouldn't do. And, and so, yeah, big, big challenge. Is there something, yeah, is there um, something that would surprise people about your work that maybe they wouldn't know or you wouldn't think? Um. I didn't prep very good for this question when I read that. I, I wasn't really. <laughs> um, That's okay. And I th- Maybe just something that like people wouldn't really understand about the business that you're in. Um, and maybe this, I was talking with someone uh, about a week ago about who was thinking about kind of getting into business and maybe starting a business and, Maybe from that perspective, mm-hmm. something that I might say was surprising and something I said to him was that I feel like there, um, the divide between someone who's starting a business or starting a career and someone who is maybe in my shoes, who's been doing it for, you know, 15, 16 years of running Jackson and Leroy is mm-hmm. that the perspective looking from one side or the other is probably different. Meaning, I think in the beginning, if I was starting a business looking forward, I would think that it was there was this really big divide or like expanse between uh, where maybe the person just starting would be and where maybe they look at Jackson and Leroy and think, wow, that's how would I ever get there? That's so far away. Yeah. And right. the perspective of me looking back in the shoes of, you know, the owner of Jackson and Leroy looking in reverse for me, the divide seems much smaller, I think. And so I think that hmm. there isn't as much divide as maybe the person on the start end thinks there is. 
and you get mm-hmm. there just a little bit at a time and one step at a time. And when you get to the point, not that I feel like I've made it at all or that, you know, I always feel, you know, those feelings that all business owners have every day of trying to be successful, but looking back, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem as far away as it did when I was at the beginning, looking to maybe where I am at today. Does that, does that make sense? And so, yeah, it th- does. And I think that might, is that kind of an encouragement for somebody who's starting a business or yeah. wants to start a business? And that's what I would say, right? Because when you're starting a business, maybe your feeling is like, how could I ever get to that point of this company where they're at? And it just seems so far away that they've done all of this stuff and they're at this great you know amazing place or you know they have a great reputation or all this but the business owner is really not seeing that or feeling that and it's really didn't it didn't take it as long to get there i guess as he thought or the expanse or everything you have to do is not as i don't want to say difficult because it is hard and it's stressful and there's all kinds of things when running a business but it's not like Mm-hmm. insurmountable like you can get there and it's, you'll probably yeah. get there sooner than you think um, because mm. you're probably smarter than you think and you don't realize that until you're in yeah. the in the journey and and on on the path and so when you look back it's like for me looking back I think well yeah yeah you should start that business because you can do it right you, you can get there and you'll right. probably get there and be more successful than you probably ever imagined and I and I I would feel a little bit like that now, like where I'm at. And I don't think I've arrived at all or anything, but I look at it and I think, man, I'm probably way ahead of where my, even my vision of where I thought I would be. Yeah. So. Right. Anyways. Yeah. It's encouraging. Hopefully that was, that was encouraging. That is, that is very encouraging. And that's a great point. I wouldn't have thought of that, but I think that's really important to state. Um, just quickly, we're going to wrap up in the next few minutes, but I want to know a few things. Um, as far as salary goes, is this, uh, like if you get a degree in construction management, do you feel like that is a degree that you can support a family on? Yeah, definitely. So when I, when I graduated from, uh, BYU, I did go work and so did Brandon, my business partner. We both went and worked for, uh, larger construction companies and uh Mm -hmm. it was great i was able to support a family i had my first my daughter was born as i graduated and we were able to you know buy our first home and i felt yeah completely able to support the family with the the degree and and the field that i was that i was in and um yeah that's great. And, and would you say that for entry level and like mid-career, of course, uh-huh. you're probably just moving up, Yeah. but it is a good degree. Yeah. I think it's one of the, I don't know for sure the statistics, but I know that the placement is really high as far as getting a job out of college. There's a huge demand for people with that degree mm. and there still is, there was when I was there, there still is being involved in the program. I think they have a, you know, a really high, you know, placement, at least at BYU, I'm sure yes. other, you know, universities do also. And I felt like the salary was on the higher end of, of other degrees of what people and jobs that other, you know, students who were graduating were getting. Yeah, definitely. 
Yes. Okay. That's awesome. Um, so I want to just change hats for one sure. second and ask what your advice would be to, for people who are interested in um, hiring a firm like yours to like do a remodel project. Do you have like one thing that you wish all of your clients knew before they started? <laughs> uh, I, I would say that in our industry, a lot of times people get hung up on talking about, you know, bidding a project and, and getting three bids and, um, and, mm-hmm. oh, you've got to talk with, you know, multiple contractors and I, and get bids from them. I think that's a certainly not a horrible thing to do. I think it's a much better mm-hmm. approach to find someone that you uh, can trust that has a good reputation that you've talked with their past clients and maybe architects and designers that they've worked with and partner with and get a feel for the way they do business and, um, and move forward with that contractor uh, based off of those values and less off of the low price bid or the, the financial side Mm -hmm. of the project. I think that's where a lot of contractors and our industry may have a black eye or a bad name sometimes because of contractors Mm -hmm. who operate that way. And clients who don't know better that get in and they are mm-hmm. finding a you know a contractor that is promising uh, the world and then can't deliver on it for the price that mm-hmm. they've quoted, and so the experience and the expect the expectations aren't aligned up front. And so I, I'd say find someone mm-hmm. that you can align expectations with and tr- that you trust, and then you can work through the budgeting side of the project and make sure before you get halfway through the project and realize you're way over budget, want to have that conversation up front. And sometimes it's difficult. Like, Oh, we thought we could afford this, but we realize we can't. Now we have to do a different project, but much better to find mm. that out when you haven't spent any At of the your beginning. money versus finding right. it out halfway through. <laughs> so that, that, yeah, that's what I'd say. That's really good advice. So it sounds like talking to people and, Word of mouth is a great way to find maybe a, a referral. For sure. For contractors. I think so. I think it's really okay. important to talk with people who they've worked with before and feel for mm-hmm. their process and see if it's something the way you would you like to go through the process. Because there are different ways to do, do it, different ways to bill for it, uh, different ways to charge. And, and so, yeah, find someone that, matches and has a great reputation and that you've, you've talked with maybe, yeah, their clients that they worked with in the past. Okay. So my final question is what advice, what would be your best advice for people who are interested in this career? So I, I would say get out there and get some experience and get involved. Um, in mm-hmm. in this type of work and so for me you know kind of on different levels i did that not that the way i did it is the best but you know mm-hmm. i knew i wanted to do something and i figured i better get in and learn how homes are built and constructed and that mm-hmm. that demolition time for me when i was the demolition guy 
I learned, mm-hmm. I learned so many things about houses, taking them apart, you know, the right way to do <laughs> things, the wrong way to do things, what was rotten, you know, and why was it rotten yeah. you know, inside the wall versus why did, th- why was this one so hard to take apart? You know, this one held up really mm-hmm. good. And so I, and so get involved maybe with, you know, a job and I, I was not getting paid very much. I probably could have found a job that paid more and was in whatever it was, you know, a lot of whatever summer mm-hmm. sales, selling pest control or something like that, or which it could be a good experience, <laughs> but I, mm-hmm. and you can learn things from that. Um, but I think the lessons I learned and the things I've, I've, you know, experience I got by just being involved and in, in doing something in the industry I was interested in put mm-hmm. me ahead. I think of, probably a lot of people um, that were, you know, later getting into it because I had had that, that experience um, uh, with what I was doing. So I think that was a big thing for me, just, just being involved and having a job and it wasn't the best job in, you know, but you've got to, I think some people are afraid of getting, getting in there and maybe starting at the bottom and kind of learning and taking, you know, it's a great time to do it, right? You don't have a lot of responsibilities yeah. and you can, you can get in and, and get some great experience that you'll look back on. And then also just in, exactly. in college too, get involved. Like there were a lot of things at BYU that we did and competitions and things that uh, I was involved in. I could have sat back and not, not done those things, but I, I probably got more experience from doing those things than just the classroom experience of just being involved with the the program at BYU. I love that. I think it's so important, like you said, to just really go for it and, and, and try out the thing that you're interested in. If you can, even at the lowest level, just to get a basic idea of how it works. And I may have found that you may find, Oh, this is horrible. I I don't even like construction, Mm -hmm. you know, but at least you found it out. And, and you can move on to something else, you know, but if you hadn't done that, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have known, you know, so. Exactly. Yeah. That's so valuable. Yeah. Jeremy, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you sharing all of your experience and, and so happy for you with your success and, and the great work that you do. Um, Thanks. Well, those are kind words and it was my pleasure definitely to talk with you and, and uh, I don't know if what I said will be helpful to anyone, but uh, hopefully it is. And uh, It's been fun to talk about it. So thanks for having me. Thanks for joining me today on Career Chat. Any links we talked about will be in the episode notes. You can find me on Instagram at Career Chat Pod. And if you like this episode, please leave me a review on Apple Podcast. See you next time.